0: Wild Talk Radio Network.
1: Theme song. This is the Firefly Funhouse, And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the rated r Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Piquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, And this is Nikki. And we're the battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels. And what I like to do on my days is listen to the rap. And now, you are sick. And it is...
0: Is
2: awesome! Satisfaction is guaranteed.
1: It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack.
2: Goodness
1: gracious, great balls of
0: fire! I love kickball.
1: I'm back, taking souls and digging holes! I'm gonna break you, bitch, you hear me? You can laugh, but you can't touch! <laughs> Ruthless Aggression! With your host. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. this man, oh! What the game is playing! Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie!
2: And welcome to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. You're on Twitch and you have to have a prime gaming sub available, you can use it here for free for thirty days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, hang out and chat, listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. I am your host, Lindsay Ward, joining me as always is the ever faithful producer slash co host slash handyman So we're gonna lower
0: that on really quick. I'm hitting a bumper early. And then we'll, You're hitting we'll, a bumper early? We're going to hit the bumper early, we're going to hit the bumper later. Just...
1: Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter until I found Twitter Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write What you're feeling, 140 characters or less Is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my time. Cause I won't stop tweeting No
0: Pat McAfee, touchdown on a Thursday night. Holy shit. Adam Schefter, breaking a Thursday night touchdown. God. Keep, uh, hold on. Les Bowen, how can you have 12 men on the field twice in one game? That's coaching. They gave up a, J.P. Finley. They gave up a, a bomb touchdown and had 12 men on the field. That's impressive. It's so bad. <laughs> Tweet us at Wild Talk Radio at RockRadioShow. Welcome <laughs> to WildTalkRadio.com, RockRadioShow.com, or directly on Twitch.tv slash Live. And interact with us live, which you can talk about football and all the things and the places and the stuff with all of us here tonight, because we we have a lot to get into, including going down the rabbit hole and everything like that, because we found the rabbit, we assume, and all the things. So we'll talk about that in the back half of the show, because that's what we do. And chat I, I would run a poll, but I think we already know the answer. Do you think we Brent still in work?
2: I mean... The answer is, pr- is, probably,
0: is probably yes. He's probably still at work and not listening to the show, so that's why we make fun of him, because he's not actually here.
2: I mean, he could be here. He
0: could be. but if he, he could worked,
2: be here supporting his friends, but, but it, you it, know... But, it,
0: you know, he's probably not... He has I
2: mean, to be an adult and an, be at an, work. An
0: adult at work and things. hmm Anyway, let's get into news presented by Films, youtube.com slash mbg1211.
2: All right. Well, it's been a bang up couple weeks for wrestling in terms of news. We had some news that we didn't cover last week. Um, due to just wanting to talk about Extreme Rules, so we are going to now cover all the news, brought to you by our friends over at mbgfilmsyoutube.com mbg1211, and I'm just going to start from the top and work my way down because there's no, like, really super huge story that's going on. Thankfully, it's been a ish two weeks but there's been some stuff that happened so uh starting off a four-year lawsuit brought forward by katherine alexander against wwe 2k sports 2k games take two interactive sport visual concepts entertainment Co. limited and ux la inc over the unlicensed use of randy orton's tattoo in the wwe 2k video game was settled by a jury tribal in favor of the plaintiff the plaintiff was awarded thirty seven hundred fifty dollars good for her <laughs> all those years And, you know. She won't see a dime of it because it's probably all going to go to lawyers. Probably. That's what's really sad about it is, I mean, it's good that she sued. It's good that she won because, you know, that sets a precedent where now they potentially have to get that stuff licensed if they need to. But the fact that she only basically got $3,800 for her work and, you know, the legal fees are way more than that is just kind of a crime.
0: It is kind of a crime, yeah.
2: So, um, congratulations to her, but I'm also really sorry for her. Hopefully the the lawyers are gentle. Um, Alicia Fox is engaged, so congratulations to her. Yeah, congrats to her. So, glad to see that she's on the up and up and is enjoying life and having a good time. She looks very healthy. Yes. WWE has hired Rob Lee, uh, a former WWE writer, or excuse me, a former writer for Marvel Comics and the new director of Long Term Creative, for wwe um in case you're curious who robley is rob is one of the guys essentially behind the white rabbit um he's a friend of bray wyatt's he is basically there like to do their long-term creative and what a lot of people believe to be a handcuff for people like bray to sort of help center him and get him in the right creative direction and work with other talent as well but it's a quality hire it's a very quality hire so looking forward to see what robley does if you're in the Boston area, the Friday Before Survivor Series, you can go to the Undertaker's one-man show, so go check that out. I believe tickets are available right now, or they will be available very, very soon. Maybe.
0: Yeah, they're uh, they're on sale tomorrow, I believe. Or they'll okay. be on sale now, but they should... Yeah, they're available.
2: So if you want to go see Taker and hang out with Taker, go, go do the thing. I actually hear it's pretty good. I kind of hope that maybe they're going to do one for day one. Hold up your finger. Because if they do one in Atlanta, I might actually go...
0: Day one, hold up your finger.
2: Not to day one, but to the Undertaker show. But day one, hold up your finger. I'm holding up a finger, but I don't think it's (laughs) the finger they want me to hold up. Um... Unfortunately, in the uh, announcer shakeup, M- Nigel McGuinness was let go from WWE, um, so sorry to see him go, but hopefully he goes on to bigger and better things. Uh, Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge, was announced for Percy Jackson's and the Olympians on Disney, plus he will be playing Ares, so good for him. Go, Adam, at, go. At him, go. Um, so that explains a lot of things, including potentially the absences and the haircuts and all the things.
0: <laughs> and all It makes all the senses in the world
2: why he's been kind of in and out and doing other things is because he's probably shooting right now and he has to do stuff. So there you go. Moving on to the A of the E's of the W's. John Moxley has signed a five year extension with AEW. Um, and this includes other perks and bonuses and things of that nature, including we believe an office job. Yeah. So
0: they they announced last um, Friday after a week of backstage turmoil and Drama. Drama. <laughs> All the things. They announced at 8 o'clock, 8.43, cause on, a, on a Friday, because, you know, it's the perfect time to uh, do things. Um, he assigned a five-year extension. His, he will be expanding his responsibilities to include mentoring and coaching talent. Moving forward, Moxie will work exclusively for AEW and its international partners, New Japan Pro Wrestling, where he is a two-time iwgp united states heavyweight champion
2: so they're basically stopping him from going to gcw
0: he is allowed to work an indie show if he so chooses to so mm, he okay. says so he says but i from what i hear he won't be promoted for said indie shows so if you see him at one you know it, it, it yeah be cool <laughs> be cool <laughs> he's, and just, G- he's just there
2: he's just chilling um, and joining him, and this isn't really a huge surprise. I think we've all been expecting this for quite a while. Um, but Renee Paquette has officially signed with AEW, and she will join the ranks as a backstage commentator. So congratulations to Renee. She will join Ma- John at the shows, which I think she's been going to the shows for a while. I think she travels with him. So it makes complete sense that she's there, and you utilize her amazing talents.
0: So she, she mentioned how it's weird you know she's used to going to shows and having something to do and when she's been going to aw shows she uh had nothing to do now well she has something to do there you go So yeah she'll be a good addition and maybe like you don't need tony to shivani to do interviews as much or whatever so he can focus on commentary and stuff like that i don't know they have a lot of people like, it's a good hire, but they have a lot of people for the same roles.
2: But I feel like it's kind of sort of as you, you can, like you said, you start to delegate those roles out. You start to assign those roles, especially to get the opportunity of someone like Renee. Um, And if it's true that Warner is looking to expand AEW on, from outside the ring to have someone like Renee Paquette, who has her own podcast, who does her own thing... She's working you, for the,
0: she's working for the Bengals now too.
2: Yeah you you could really utilize her in a lot of different ways. Um, and you like you said you have other people that work there as well, but she's just someone who is so gifted at what she does that yeah it makes complete sense to get her if you can get her. But go Renee, go.
0: Go Renee, go.
2: Uh, Julia Hart and Lee Johnson got engaged, so congratulations to them.
0: She's twenty engaged, it feels young.
2: Dude, my mom was like nineteen when she got married.
1: Feels
0: young.
2: Yeah, it's it's young, but it's,
0: it's young. It's, I just say it feels young. I
2: mean, you know. Well, they don't have to get married right away. Like they can get married a couple of years from now if they want. But yeah, no, it's good for them though. Good for them, but yeah, feels young. Feels young. <laughs> TV broadcaster Space has removed AEW programming from its schedule uh, in several countries in South America, including Mexico. Uh, with Brazil seeming the only country to survive the cut. To our fans in Mexico, South America, Central America, and the Caribbean, we want to thank you for watching AEW on space.
0: You can continue to watch programming via AEW Plus on Fight TV. Um, going forward to so you have to pay for the subscription in those countries.
2: And last but certainly not least in terms of the news news, um, Mia Yim's contract is officially up with Impact Wrestling and she is a free agent. Indeed. And with that, Blame Prince. Blame Brits.
0: Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulders snapping—it's this week's injury roundup.
2: So Aaliyah is suffering from an elevated rib slash AC sprain. Uh, before I hit the sounder, yeah,
0: that's just the elevated rib thing.
2: That sounds painful.
0: I I heard about it, and I did the the first thing I thought of, like, how can you breathe with an elevated rib? It's and it's the top rib too.
2: Oh yeah, that's that's painful. Okay. Anyway. Hashtag blame Brent. And Ariana Grace is suffering from an injury as well. It doesn't have what's going on there listed, she, but
0: she did not announce what it is. But she is undergoing surgery.
2: Hashtag
1: blame
0: Brent. But yeah, like the it's like I guess the AC joint and everything is all combined because it's just all in one area. Ooh, because the AC joint is the shoulder, so it's like she did something. So it's like, and she got hurt the last match she had. Um, When they lost the tag titles, which is why she's been out of action for a while.
2: But hopefully she feels better. But with that, I say we take our first break of the evening. Indeed. So when we come back, we will be talking all about the Extreme Rules, which was this past Saturday on Peacock. And yes, yes, yes. You will get to hear me scream and squeak all about Bray Wyatt, because he's back. So you're listening to The Rack right here on walltalkradio.com. We will be right back.
1: What is the greatest of all time? Saturday nights. We decide from sports, video games, movies, and even the X-rays. You help us decide what is the greatest of all time. It is the Great and Great Debate, a part of your Saturday night event. Yeah, right. CB Radio, Saturday night, midnight you still. On the Wild Talk Radio Network,
2: Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night.
1: Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw post-show goes live. You want to hear a story, Get the hell yeah. yeah! Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked. What? what they didn't like. What? And what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights. What? 11 p.m. Eastern. What? Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line. Go no go Simpson. Did you know you can use creator code ROCK and SOCK in the Fortnite item shop? That's R-O-C-K-N-S-O-C-K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. Are you following us on twitch.tv WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. You can look, but you can't touch. You keep dreaming on the stars above. Hi, this is Bree and this is Nikki, and we're the battle twins and you're listening to The Rap Radio Show. Something in your eyes lets me see right through.
2: And welcome back to The Rack, right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Front to our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RockRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, but directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, well, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. And with that, Tweet
1: of the week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space until the spammers ended up taking over my place, and I was so bitter. Until I found Twitter, oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling. A hundred forty characters or less is what you're giving. My addiction starts to climb. I go to refresh my time, line, cause I won't stop tweeting. No more, no more.
2: It cannot wait, I'm sure. Alrighty. Ratana, what a ghost says when meeting their idol. I'm your biggest phantom, Koidal. Hey guys, if you're lactose intolerant, here's a list of cheeses you can eat. All of them. Don't be a wimp. Corey Yi, you're a monster. Alejandro Saab, I, hate, I hope your day is going well. If not, here's a stupid joke to cheer you up. What has five toes and isn't your foot? My foot. up Ching. Koi Dao and Zach Aguilar, your mom's foot. Ching. <laughs> Zach Aguilar to Koi Dao. Wow, it's almost like someone already said that. Thinking emoji. Koi Dao, your mom already said that. Zach, you're getting slow, old man. Koi, speak up, Sonny. People can't hear you over the sound of this ratio. NFL, this is from August 18th, but it is also applicable tonight. Touchdowns. An a reply from last week. Where art thou? <laughs> Touchdowns. Where art thou? Tonight. Because last week's game was weak. This week's game is weak. <laughs> Why? Uh, that's all I have?
0: It, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Marcus Hayes, linebacker, Eagles linebacker, Patrick Johnson, being evaluated for a head injury. Paris. Dolphins doctors say he'll be fine by the second half and should start on Thursday. Big business. Tom Brady ruined his life just to prove Adam Schefter wrong. Brian Sharon. Finished our first birthing class. Learned that I won't be the one giving birth. Huge relief, honestly. Caliverse. My husband. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Trianfo, How was the Iowa vs. Iowa game on Amazon Prime this week? Follow-up. Why did at least 10 million people probably watch this bullshit? That was for last week's game. Boy, howdy. Robert Griffin Third. We all deserve a free month of Amazon Prime for watching this game. That was last week's game, too.
2: Where's my free t- Where? Prime? This is so tragic. Can I get five gifted subs for this?
0: Hey, Chad, if you have Amazon Prime your Twitch account's called Prime Gaming Support channel, by clicking that purple rectangle button below the screen. You won't get ads. Ding. Kevin Clark. Amazon should just sign Lamar Jackson for $500 million guaranteed and you can enter games like this and just do cool stuff for a while for whichever team needs him. Like, a reoccurring tnf character when he's needed solves everybody everyone's problem <sighs> if, if if only caleb Braxton. since i don't know my dad and have no connection with that side i signed up for one of those ancestry sites i got a message from a guy who last who just might be my brother i read his message and almost cried i can't believe i share blood with a person with such terrible grammar <laughs> speaking of okay, give up there you go katherine mcneil i just learned that one of my children whom i've conceived and bore whom I birthed and nurtured, willingly chooses to live life without the Oxford comma. While my goal is to accept him and his choices, this is a shock. Please respect my family's privacy during this painful time. (laughs) I shared, as I have many times, why some might choose not to use the Oxford comma, newspapers, but why our family chooses always to do so. In reply, he assured me that I've taken every opportunity to... to impress these truths upon him, but he has still chosen his own path. I see no hope. Well done. Very well done. Caleb Bruxin. The judgment day were cool yet scary kids. Were the cool yet scary kids that sat in the back of the school bus smoking black smoking black and milds while threatening to hand out knuckle sandwiches. True. And Caleb Bruxin, yo, recently went on a day and we had nothing to talk about, so they started showing me card tricks and I thought, Wow, what a dweeb. I found my soulmate. <laughs> that is Tweet of the Week.
2: All right. So the moment has come where we're going to talk about Extreme Rules, which aired this past Saturday on Peacock in the U.S. and the WWE Network everywhere else and fine pay-per-view providers. So can, this, I, can I say something first?
0: Yes. I missed the traffic. I didn't get stuck in it. <laughs> you missed the pay-per-view too. I missed the pay-per-view, but I didn't get stuck in the pay-per-view tra- traffic. Woo. Woo. well 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 look who it is in the chat well well well
2: oh my god do we have an intern
0: well well well
2: did he show up
0: he's still at work probably anyway extreme rules let's talk about it
2: okay i have to give compliments on this show not just because of the end (laughs) for the whole show because I think we all knew the was coming. But for the whole show, top to bottom, this was a well-done, well-executed, fun, exciting pay-per-view. Like, props to everybody involved with this. This was a very enjoyable show. It didn't really drag. They, they were very, very smart with the timing. They were very good with the uh, White Rabbit teases. They didn't overdo it. They didn't un- underdo it. But they were present they were there you were left wondering where and when and where they were gonna put it and just yeah overall especially with all the matches this was good this was really good like this has been one of their best shows of the year i would i would argue
0: to me it was below um clash in terms of the hunter pay-per-views Mm -hmm.
2: but i thought it was a really good show i I enjoyed the shit out of this and if you hung out with me on saturday night as i streamed and played genshin thank you so much um i did not stream the pay-per-view live but i did live react to the pay-per-view so uh, if you want to go listen to the live reaction you can um because we did sign this quest too but yeah this was i i like i said i enjoyed the shit out of this i thought this was really good
0: it was a really good show so uh let's let's break it down
2: Okay, we're going to save it for the end. Just so everybody's wondering, we're saving the boy.
0: We're going in order.
2: For the end. Because that's where he showed up. Yes. So, we have to talk about the actual star of the show. The actual, like, debut of someone. Because I have been waiting for this for years and they finally did it. Gritty was there. And Gritty had an ongoing feud with Mimiz through. Out the show because it was Miz's birthday. Like, Gritty tried to give Miz a shirt for his birthday because Gritty's cool like that. Duh. And Miz rejected him. And so they, like, had a fight. And they ran all over the arena. And they just had multiple segments of them doing stuff together until Dexter Loomis showed up. After Miz beat down Gritty and basically he choked out Miz. And Loomis and Gritty left together. Mm Mm-hmm. To presumably go looking for bitches we don't know
0: it's what you assume but you never know
2: you never know it's Gritty so you don't know what he's up to they could have just caked each other but yeah I like this I like these little moments throughout I especially liked at the end where Gritty did like the the stomach thing to Miz as he's walking off it's basically like the unspoken F you as he leaves of course like this was so good fantastic (laughs) sign Gritty like, gritty fight. But we have to talk about the actual opener.
0: Alright, let's talk about it.
2: Which, oh my god, this was, this is how you open a show. We had a good old fashioned Donnybrook match where there were barrels and there were bars and there was a, sh- there were shillelaghs and there were weapons and there were all kinds of things in this match. It was the Brawling Brutes taking on Imperium. God, this match they broke the set they broke the set in like the first five minutes of this match like one of the corners for the light up barricade was broken because somebody went through it
0: you know that's what you gotta do
2: like sheamus took a nasty shot across the back with a shillelagh at one point in this match yeah like oh my god but this was just this was banger after banger after banger after banger
0: yeah it was it was it was a banger
2: where you had all six men just, like, go at each other, but they were smart about it. Where they had, like, one at a time. Where you had people getting isolated. Where you had the groups working together and against each other. Um, And everybody got their turn, which was really good. Like, the, this match flowed really well because sometimes you have, have it where six bands can be a little awkward. That's not what this was. No. They, they They beat each other up. It flowed really well. We had crowd surfing at one point. Um, because they fought through the crowd, which I am I am absolutely amazed that they were able to do that because it's been I feel like it's been a long time. And they weren't the only ones that went through the crowd either. Like it's it's been a long time. I since, mean,
0: I, I know. I mean the Roman since, Roman last time people fought through a crowd, Roman put a mask on.
2: Um Yeah. I mean it's like it's it's been a minute since we've seen people go cra- like go fighting through a crowd. Um, but it happened on several occasions, which I appreciate wholeheartedly because there is something about a fight
0: <laughs> yeah
2: what oh, No. Fucking...
0: keep going what do you appreciate about a fight
2: that where it's not contained because it's not fights are not clean they are not perfect they are not contained fights go especially against with six guys who are just looking to beat the shit out of each other they go everywhere They they destroy everything in their path because everybody's just trying to beat everybody up. And that's what I appreciate about this. This wasn't a wrestling match. They didn't try to make it a wrestling match. No, This is a fight.
0: And that's what it should have been. It should have been. It was a good old fashioned Donnybrook fight. Gunther went hard through that table.
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. You kind of worried about him for a second. You're like, he's good, right?
0: Yeah, he's he's good. He's he's Gunther. He's Walter. He's good.
2: You know, he'll be fine. But this was fun. This was exciting. This was this is how you open a show, especially for an extreme rules show where you have every match pretty much has a stipulation on one way or another. This was the perfect way to open it because everybody bought their A game. It was banger after banger after banger. Like Pete Dunne went off the top of a stack of barrels. Yeah, yeah he did. In a really creative way. It was like, okay, all right. I I see how you're doing. I feel bad for the people that had to clean that up because there was just shit everywhere. Like, you feel bad for the crew in that instance. But this was just... I, I loved this. I thought this was really good.
0: This was a very hot start to a show. Got the crowd very hyped and excited for what was to come.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just... This delivered on every... Every level, and I felt bad for who went after them because it was Rhonda and Liv who went after this match. Well, you 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 knew it would be
0: a, a come down afterwards, and Liv and and, and Rhonda they had. A... it. <sighs> All right, the best way to describe what they had was they had another type of fight. This was more of a um a, a straight f- straight up fight rather than a big ass brawl like the Brutes and and the Imperiums had. You had. Rhonda and Whoop live Morgan with a baseball bat.
1: Oh, God, that was vicious.
0: And here's the thing. So, Rhonda talked about this uh, on on her live stream, about what she was trying to do with the bat and what they thought they could get away with other than the bat. Um, But she kept hitting her in the ass with the bat because if she hit her in the ribs, well... She's going to break her ribs, yeah. She mentioned how she probably didn't want to see what her ass looked like after being hit with the baseball bat over and over and over again with the baseball bat. It was probably very sore the next day. Yeah, she probably something.
2: had a hard time sitting down the next day. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, because, you know, you just you get hit in the ass with a baseball bat. It, it just sort of, you know, leaves some, leave some marks the next day. Unless you're into that. And Well, who knows? Maybe she enjoyed it. I mean, she was smiling after the match, so... She's into it? And they made sure to let us know she enjoys the pain.
2: She's into the pain? She's she's, she's into, the into the kinky things?
0: She's apparently into the kinky things. But all you gotta do is bully apparently.
2: apparently. Um, hey, <laughs> hey, if they're closet freaks, I'm not surprised. <laughs> look, look at the other member of that family and tell me that they're not freaks. Anyway, and, um... Anyway,
0: but no, so what she planned for the finish... Because the finish, in this one, they used a table for it. She wanted to use thumbtacks, where she would do the whole awkward submission in the thumbtacks.
2: That would have helped, actually.
0: But they're not allowed to use thumbtacks anymore.
2: That would have (laughs) helped.
0: So, like, the plan was that Liv was going to powerbomb her into the thumbtacks, and then she would do the armbar. Or, uh, uh, what was it called again? He'll tell me about
2: it. The Elbow Buster or something? Something like
0: that. I forget the exact name of it. I had to look it up before. I don't have it in front of me at the moment. um But, yeah. So, she tried this move, and it just didn't kind of kind of work. Bicep Crusher. Thanks, Brent. That's why he's the intern. He gives the stats and names and things. um Yeah. It just was very an awkward setup. I appreciate the effort and the attempts. it. it
2: The nicest thing I will say about this match is that they tried. They tried really, really, really hard to make this something spectacular. They didn't quite succeed, in my opinion. I feel like there's still a little bit of awkwardness between Ronda and Liv in terms of their styles. Mm -hmm. That they kind of clash just a little bit. And I still have a hard time believing that Liv Morgan can cleanly pin ronda rousey even though i think it's happened it's just a hard thing to believe with the presentation of the character in the past especially comparing to how ronda's been presented i feel like they need to work on making Liv a lot stronger and a lot more badass which they've been doing but it's just up until this point it was kind of like "Mm, i don't know about this one um but like I said, I liked the shots with the bat. I liked how they told the story with the bat throughout the match of Liv trying to get the bat and Rhonda beating her up with it and Liv finally getting it. Um, the met, the finish was a little messy. Like it looked, I guess, vicious when she used the piece of the chair and it just, I don't know, it was just kind of an awkward finish and they went for it really randomly. Like it didn't feel like it built to the finish. They just, at some point, the match ended. And in a surprise, at least for me, Rhonda beat Live for the title which I didn't think was going to happen but it's like okay alright I mean I'm not opposed to it because I think you can you can let Liv sort of cool down a little bit and chase Rhonda and chase trying to get the title back because now it's the story of her trying to win it back without the money in the bank and she has to earn the shot and she can't jump Rhonda like she can't take Rhonda on when she's weak you take Rhonda on full force
0: yeah and I think we're gonna go into a new direction with Liv coming out of this I think
2: I think she's going darker.
0: She's probably going darker because I just think I just think it, it's a situation where her character needs a little t- change, even though the fans were behind her on on Saturday, and they were booing Rhonda, who's now apparently the heel, um, based on everything that happened. Um, but yeah, Rhonda's the champ again. We'll see tomorrow who they sort of throw against next against her.
2: Indeed. So moving on from that. This this next one was cool and vicious and insane all at the same time. You had Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Kross in a traditional strap match. So they, we, we go from
0: a beating each other with a baseball bat and whooping that ass with it to whooping each
2: other with a strap. This was the kinkiest pay-per-view we've had in a while, by the way, just so everybody's aware. This just got super kinky. Um... I liked how they finally did the one thing I say they're always going to do and they never do it, which is they brawled before the match could start and you had Drew and Carrion chasing each other through the crowd with the strap because Drew had it on and he's chasing Carrion with it to try and get him to put on the strap because
0: Carrion's like hey, no, I'm not going to put it on
2: I'm not doing that no no so they chase each other through the crowd with Drew trying to sell the shoulder um, and them fighting which is amazing that nobody got hit with the strap nobody grabbed the strap like that they were able to get through the crowd A okay and nothing happened is amazing. Um, but you had Drew sh- selling the shoulder before he finally was able to beat Cross down enough to get the strap on him. Um, and then he just like started beating on Carrion with the strap, like mercilessly. Like it looked vicious how Carrion did not get cut up from that thing is amazing. Like it just was like, okay, okay Drew. Drew, Drew, honey, you need to calm down. And then finally, Scarlet was just like, "Hey, stop, stop. You're gonna stop." Which I think she tried to shoot another fireball at him. I don't think she she used pepper spray. That's right. She this was the pepper spray. That's yeah. right. That's right. But she got involved. She and she was used very sparingly throughout this. She was present. They did the full entrance, by the way. Which, Chef's Kiss, it's back. Um. And they did it right. They did it right. That's yeah. that's one good thing about Hunter being charged. Well, no, in the past. Okay. So let me talk about the Let me rewind and talk about the entrance real quick. Because I don't think I've really had time to talk about Carrion since he's been back. Because he's been on SmackDown. And we don't generally discuss SmackDown. That's,
0: that's going to change.
2: That's not going to change. Because I go drinking every Friday night.
0: Doesn't mean we can't do it on this show.
2: Hunter, we need to have words. We will have words at the end of the show. Anyway, um, the one thing that they could never do, or they were not willing to do, and this goes back to, like, the VOD villains, is NXT was always really good at coming up with nice, like, entrances for its talent where they were impressive, but they were relatively simple. And one of the things that they like to do is give people black and white to color entrance, which when you first see them and on TV, it's a black and white image, Mm-hmm. similar to what the Vaud villains did. And then at some point it goes to color and it cuts over to color for whatever reason. When the Vaud villains went up to the main roster, when Carrying Cross got called up to the main roster, they got rid of the black and white filter. And I'm not sure why they got rid of the black and white filter, but they just didn't want to do it. And that kind of hurts the interest in some, in a lot of ways because it adds to the moodiness of Karrion's entrance. And then on top of that, you have Scarlet being Scarlet and she's singing the song and she's being this sexy sort of seductress with the mist and the black and white and the fog. And then all of a sudden, boom, there he is. And he looks like a monster in this presentation. And they just didn't want to go in that direction when they brought him up the first time. And I like that they're going for it here, that none of that is reference, that none of that is a thing. And it's just a monster of Carrion Cross, And this was this was a great presentation for him because he and Drew just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. In this match. Just like absolutely went for it. They were all over the place. They were in the crowd. They were out of the ring. They were in the ring. There was pepper spray involved. There was just all kinds of stuff that happened in this match that made it just beyond good. Like even the subtle at the end where, where Carrion sold the pepper spray. Drew, you mean? Drew and Carrion.
0: And, and Carrion, but it was mainly Drew because it was in his eyes.
2: It was in his eyes, but Carrion, like, acted affected by it Mm -hmm. because she had used so much and it was in the vicinity that his eyes were impacted by it, too. Like, just little shit like that is really, really, really good. And you appreciate little details like that. Yeah because it's like she it sells the moment of mm. that's what she did is you know because drew's laying on the ground writhing in pain and the referee's trying to treat his eyes with water and she's with carrion and carrion starts selling it for a second and she's like oh my god are you all right you know and it's just it's those kinds of things yeah that help add to the moment and help make the moment that's much more special but i appreciate that carrion looked like an absolute monster in this but drew still comes out looking strong because carrion did not win clean
0: no you needed the pepper spray to do it so you gave the out as it were quote unquote, so they can do another match probably at crown jewel with some sort of stipulation where scarlet probably won't be involved because saudi
2: arabia and uh yeah mm, she might go but they they will have to make sure that she is um, um covered up well, here's like the weird thing about Saudi Arabia is I think she can wear like a a skin tight suit, like a cat suit, basically, but she just can't have any of her stuff hanging out. They'll figure it out. She'll if she go because you have to take her. She has to go because she's part of the act. So they'll they'll figure the costume out like she can find some sort of
0: swooshy. Find her like a full Catwoman outfit or
2: something. Well, she has a full cat suit. She has it. She's worn it in NXT. So she could wear that and then you just find her like a cover or something that sort of like loosely flows around the body so you don't see all the bada bing, bada bang, bada boom and she's I mean, not too sexy. And... I mean,
0: they were better with it last time. Like, you could show off s- s- some curve last time?
2: <laughs> I think it, I, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out.
0: Wasn't much curve but you were able to show off some? You didn't wear a big giant t-shirt.
2: Yeah, I, they were basically. I think they just have to be fully covered, but they can't have like it be skin tight. So they'll they'll find a way. But I enjoyed this. I thought this was very good. Very enjoyable. It it delivered on all the fronts it needed to deliver on, and that's the best thing you can hope for. And speaking of delivering, the Raw Women's Championship was on the line as Bianca Belair defended against Bailey.
0: Bianca is very strong. <laughs>
2: Good lord Bianca's very strong.
0: Uh I thought Bailey and Bianca had a really good ladder match. I thought they used different elements with the ladders. I liked how Bailey destroyed the one ladder just by kicking the pieces off so you can actually just, you know, have the ladder. the uh, half you use half of what ladder as a weapon. I thought that was creative. There were a couple rough spots because things just weren't settling in position, but they made it work. Um, overall it was good. It was it was a really good match. I'm surprised Bailey doesn't have the belt.
2: I was a little shocked they did not change it, especially when they did Ronda. Like it feels like they changed Ronda and Liv for some reason, but they did not change Bianca, so they have bigger plans for Bianca at some point down the line. But yeah, I was a little surprised that they did not do the thing and give Bailey the win because it's in, it's good for Bailey's character because it kind of knocks her down a level and she's got to come back to the drawing board to get Bianca Um, but you you kind of thought that they were going to do the predictable thing and put it on Bailey but nope they did not do the thing
0: they didn't do the thing after Dakota and EO beat Raquel and Aaliyah for the tag titles a few weeks ago you would think oh hey let's put the belt on Bailey and give all the grouping all the belts but here we are that was not to be sadly um. Yeah, I guess it brings her down a little, but I, you need to put the belt on her soon to really keep the group going, in, as strong as they were. I think. I think we. I think Bianca needs to chase at some point. I think that's the direction we need to go, relatively soon.
2: I would agree with that. I think Bianca does need because Bianca's had it since Mania, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if they're going to take her to a full year at this point. I don't know if she's going to lose it at a Rumble. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, she's had it since Mania, so it's anybody's guess as to when they're going to take the title off of her. I will say my one complaint about this match was that I think towards the end it was Bianca who took part of a broken ladder up with her and then did the flip onto it and like face planted into it, which it looked really cool. But at the same time, it's like you just literally face planted yourself into a ladder with the way that they shot it. It was not the best shot for it because bianca or whoever whoever i think it was bianca basically brought the ladder with her and did it to herself yeah and so that was to me a little bit of a silly move to do because it's like that's a basically a congratulations you played yourself kind of moment um but other than that i thought this was good um i in some ways to me their ladders sort of impeded the match a little bit just because they did a good job with them but i feel like almost this should have just been an all-out fight
0: yeah that's what we'll get next time between the two we'll get the, the big singles match and bailey will pin bianca hopefully and
2: you go from there bada bing bada bang bada boom it's done mm-hmm. but yeah this was good i enjoyed this bianca looked super cute bailey looked good um oscar and alexa were conspicuous in their absence <laughs>
0: Yeah, the only ones got involved were Dakota and EO
2: Um, so not sure What's going on there, but we'll see um, We shall see And then there's the I Quit match Finn Balor versus Edge can, can I say it? Say it I told you so Do you feel better about yourself?
0: <laughs> I do, I told you so I told you this is exactly how it was going to end They were going to get Beth involved I told you Told you. Well I
2: figured you were right that they were gonna get, I just didn't think that they were gonna send Rhea to the house and get the kids involved because I don't think they're willing to put their kids through that. But I'm not surprised Beth was there. I'm not surprised that they had her get involved. Rhea's gonna die at some point.
0: I think I think Beth is getting the thoughty penny. Um.
2: <laughs> I think she is too. Like y'all wanna do Beth versus Rhea, we are all down. We are all down for that. Just the tease of that match. Hells yeah. Let's go. Um, This match but, but, went...
0: Hold on. Don't even... We can't even talk about the match yet.
2: We can't? Finn. Oh my god. The face mask. What the fuck?
0: <laughs>
2: he came out... I appreciate him trying fashion. He came out in a head mask thing full head mask. His face was completely obscured, and it's mesh, because he can see. And it had spikes all over it. I am, uh, I'm not sure what it was supposed to be. No idea. Other than just fashion. Look it up. Um, But he tried. He did a thing. <laughs>
0: he did do a thing, yes.
2: Um, but this match went literally everywhere. It went all over the ring. It went all over the outside of the ring. It went through the crowd. Um, We had people jumping off of the stadium at one point. Onto each other. Um, we had chair shots. We had um, just people getting thrown. There were handcuffs. Kendo sticks. I'm trying to think of everything they did. Like they just Finn and Edge just beat the shit out of each other. At some point, Ray got involved. Um, and we had that first little tease of Ray and Dominic. Um, poor Dominic got kicked in the doms by edge yeah. is a little bit of a payback at one point. Yep. Uh so it's like, uh oh, well, you know, there's 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 your payback. But I liked how as they're doing the match, the ref was not terribly intrusive where he's shoving the microphone in their faces every time they take a move. Because that's my one big complaint about an I quit match is that they're really over earnest with doing the whole microphone bit where do you quit, do you quit, do you quit? After like one punch. And it's like, no, let it breathe. Let them beat each other down. The, the, key, point...
0: the key is to have the wrestler asked for the microphone.
2: Yeah, it's like, let them get to the point where it's either Finn demands that it be put in front of Edge's face, which they did multiple times, or they asked for the microphone, or they're so beat, both beaten down that the refs kind of like, uh, so do you or don't you? Because oh. they're just not sure. Yeah. Like you don't need to overuse the microphone where it's every every move, do you quit? No, because if somebody just gets punched in the face, they're not gonna quit. Like the whole way that this is being sold is it's edge, right? And edge is not going to quit for anything. And then on the opposite side, you have Finn Balor. And Finn Balor is not going to quit for anything. Like, we know these two guys. They're exceptionally tough. They have a very high pain tolerance. They're not going to quit after one punch. So just let it breathe. Let it go. Let them do their thing. And I appreciate that for the most part they did it. I think there was a couple times where they were a little over-earnest with it. But I like how overall they were just like, just let them do the thing. And we'll get to it later. Um.
0: So it came down to Rhea Ripley coming out, handcuffing Edge to it. And that's where everyone else started getting involved, including one Beth Phoenix who would confront Rhea Ripley in the middle of the ring as the fans cheered them on and wanting the fight to fight to fight to fight. And, and it, we it, were it, we, we was, were all here for uh, this. Beth would hit a, a a spear on Rhea very nicely by the
2: way. Mm-hmm. Very nice spear.
0: Um, but numbers would eventually catch up, and she would get Edge free after she figured out how to use the the, the key on the in the handcuff. And uh, Edge would hit multiple spears on Finn, but the could not get, finish him off. Instead the Judgment Day would get back involved and Beth would get attacked and Edge would be in trouble and then Beth is knocked out thanks to Rhea and, and a, couple, a pair of breath, breast knuckles and uh, they asked Edge, do you quit? And he's like, no, no. And then he looks over he sees Beth!
2: Beth!
0: Do you quit? I quit. I quit. Before she can get concertoed. And yeah.
2: Yeah, I liked how they did this where you had... Because it was actually kind of an uncomfortable moment in the match because you had Beth down and Rhea sets her up for the concerto and Rhea's getting ready to do it and they're teasing it and what made it better is you had all three members of the Judgment Day minus Rhea holding Edge forcing him to watch this not letting go of him for anything and it should be noted that um Rhea distracted Edge first by hitting Beth with brass knuckles. That's how they knocked her out.
0: Yeah, I mentioned that, yeah.
2: Just want to make sure, because I didn't hear you say it. So, um, they're holding on to Edge. They're gripping him, and Edge is fighting in their grip. And, you know, Rhea's getting ready to do the concerto. And it's like, oh, God. Oh God. Oh God. And she's getting there. She's got the chair up and she's coming down. And as she's coming down, Ed just like, I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. Right. Don't, don't hurt her. Don't, don't do anything. I quit. Um, and the judgment is like, yeah, yay. We run. And then Rhea hits it anyway. And it looked vicious. It looked so, so vicious. Like that one moment took Rhea to the next level for me oh it was a good good moment is like okay all right you you had her do it you had her go there which i feel like you needed to because i feel like they are setting her up as the nastiest one in the judgment day like it's not finn it's not dom it's not damien it's ria Rhea. mm-hmm. Ria's the nastiest of the bunch and she's willing to do whatever she wants, which, as we turns out, is quite a lot. Um, but it was a it was an uncomfortable moment, but it was uncomfortable in a good way because you sat there and you watched her do it. And you're like, oh, oh, OK. All right. This was good. I like this. This 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 it just added that just little bit of sort of like sinisterness to it that it needed. You know? Oh, yeah. And I I very much enjoyed it. I thought this was good. I, to me, it could have been maybe been a little shorter, but other than that, it was fine. Because there was points where it's like it went through the crowd where it's like a little meandering, but it wasn't bad at all. And then we has the fight pit. Seth, you troll.
0: <laughs> so, I mentioned this on Sunday. I was spoiled by one thing. His entrance gear.
2: Which I didn't pick up on the fact that it was... um rvd
0: yeah so he did he did everything he had the spray like the the would be like the singlet top but he wasn't wearing the singlet um he had spray painted like rob van dam would do he had the boots that said rollins um up at like van dam would he also had if you notice he has hair in a ponytail which he never does which Mm -hmm. was which which was rob van dam he was in fact the whole Freaking show, Seth freaking Rollins. He did the thumb pose on the entrance. He did it all. He was he was Rob Van Dam. It was good. Nice homage to one four twenty, and uh,
2: Philly. It was a good moment. It was a very good moment. The fight was alright. It was a little okay. I'm gonna be honest. It was a little weird. Not in a bad way. It just was a little weird because I don't think I remember the one in NXT having the cage. No, it always had the cage I don't remember it having the cage. I just Oh so, thank mercy the football game's over. okay I can turn this off now I'll, anyway, I'll, by I'll, the way, Seth Rollins hates football
0: He hates football they almost won the game but they came out half an inch short um hey uh so down in NXT, see what made why you didn't notice the cage and it was and everything in NXT? everything was dark so they would fight on the cage but you wouldn't like the arena was dark. Here, everything was lit. Like, the top was lit up. Everything was lit because it's a bigger stage, bigger production. So you saw everything. You saw more of the ring without the ropes and everything like that. You saw more of everything compared to the nastiness and darkness of the fight pit in NXT, if that makes sense.
2: It does make sense, but I... It was good for what it was. It was good for what it was. They, I liked the moments that they had with Cormier. I liked how they used Cormier. He had an impact. He was present. I liked how at he, one point he just pulled Matt Riddle off of Seth Rollins and like threw him. And he's he, like, yeah, no,
0: sir. He set his authority early, which was what you needed to do. So it was like... You got him involved early, so like he's gonna mean business. Like you can't cross them either way. Neither one could cross them, so they showed that, which was a smart move. Then he didn't play a
2: factor the rest of the way, which is good. Which is exactly what you needed. Like you don't you don't want him to play a factor in this too much. Like I know we predicted that he could have cost them at one point, but it's like ultimately Cormier is there to do a job. And he called it right down the middle, like right as he should have. Um, and you left it between Matt and Seth because at least to me this is the blow off between the two and you're obviously moving Seth onto something else and you're obviously moving Matt onto something else so you you're having this fight pit match in which we all realize Seth Rollins is gonna die and Seth yeah. had that moment where he realized he's gonna die because he's trapped in a cage with two trained MMA fighters and Matt Riddle is ready to murder him
0: he was I like the pedigree on top I like the RKO on top. I like the fact that it had to end in the ring and not on top of the, the pit. I like how. That he, was a nice touch, yeah. I like how he had to fall back in after the RKO. I like the. I like. I enjoyed the enjoyed it for what it was. If you're an MMA person, you really would enjoy it. Um, I like that they used Ariel Hawani. <laughs> He's had a week. But uh, I like that they used Ariel Hawani in the video package to mm-hmm. hype it up. I thought that was a nice touch to sort of like give it some legitimacy um apparently he did a favor for daniel cormier he was not a wwe thing he was daniel cormier asked him, so he did it and here we are um but in the end rollins tapped he may have football but he tapped as well and yeah overall good match seth and now the u.s champion so made logically it made this was the problem like i don't mean you went two and four in our picks i think it was um but logically, it didn't make sense. Seth, you know, losing here and then winning the belt on on Monday—that's like it made no sense to us. But here we are.
2: You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Like I, I, like I said, I like certain. Like you said, that he couldn't end on top; it had to end in the ring. So at one point, when they're like one of them is knocked out, it's like, well, crap. How do I get him down there? I am worried for Matt Riddle's flat ass because I feel like it's flatter after this match because he like tried to jump down on seth and he landed on his butt and and that was legitimate pain as a pain of a man who regrets his life choices so i think he's okay i don't know though but that was like one moment that i remember the match because there's like a point where he lands and then he's just like oh i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have done that should not have done that i regret everything and i am in pain pain
0: all the pain. So that's Extreme Rules that aired live this past Saturday on the WWE Network. and uh, and yeah. Nothing
2: happened. Nothing else happened. It it should be noted, there were two White Rabbit teases on the show. There's one on the pre-show when they were previewing Carrion's match, and then there was another one at the beginning of the show, I think during the Brawling Brutes match. So it As- was
0: during the entrance, the Brawling Brutes entrance. There was also... There was, there was another one. It was during some... They were doing some analysis, and... On the main show and then they show the the rabbit taking photos outside. I don't remember what match it was, but they, they I remember seeing it when they were doing analysis.
2: It was during Karrion's match. That was the analysis. That was the other one? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because they basically... Cause I, I, okay, I want to talk about this from the pre-show really quickly because they had the sort of graphics on the TVs breaking up, which was really, really smart. And they did it through the whole pre-show and so it's a detail that you didn't necessarily notice and so at some point when they're doing the pre-show and they're doing the preview for Carrion's match it glitches and the white rabbit teaser cut in and then once it was done it cut out and they just continued talking like nothing had happened it was so unbelievably smooth how they did it it's like that was impressive
0: all right so riddle walks to the back with cormier Raises his hand, and Michael good goodnight, everybody. So the lower third happens. And end of show. Lights go dark. Fans go, oh, we know what's coming. Michael calls, like, are, are, are we still in the air? Corey's like, I think so. And then.
2: And then the teases began. The reveal, we think, of the White Rabbit happened, because we start to hear... He's got the whole world in his hands in a very slow, eerie, creepy, deep, sort of gravelly voice. This isn't the one, but,
0: you know. He's got the whole world in his
2: hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. It was that one. And they played it throughout the arena. As this whole thing is going on in the dark, and we had references appear because the announcer and Bravo to the announcers. First, aside Col- from Michael Cole, <laughs> one little gaff.
0: Yeah, it was. He jumped the gun.
2: He jumped the gun on if we're off the air, but they had the announcers silent except for their one part in this through this entire thing. Which thank you Jesus for that because. What it did, at least for me, was it allows you to get sucked into the moment, and it pulls you in, and it holds on to you as this is going on, because it's this was very much like a sort of... Just, I wanna call, I don't wanna call it a car crash, but that's not right, but it's something that you just could not look away from. Because it's, you start to see them go into it, cause first you hear the, the song. And it, it all goes dark, you hear the song, people start throwing up the phone lights, so you have this incredible atmosphere, right? And then we start doing the cuts to the references, where one by one from the darkness. Life size real life versions of the puppets, anthropomorphic puppets appear. So we see Huskis. We see Mercy. We see Ramblin Return of the King. I told you he was coming back. We see Abby. With title belts near her. With title belts near her. And then we see a skinny no, short no, first, fiend.
0: no, no, first it was the fiend burnt fiend mask on the table.
2: That's right. And that was the one announcers part was they cut to the announcers and, and there's the burnt mask being on on the on the desk and they're like, What the <laughs> like they sold it perfectly. They jump backwards, like what? Where did that come from? Um and then they cut to the fiend at ringside and the crowd <laughs> lost it. For for
0: a skinny ass black hair fiend. <laughs> Oh, they went crazy. It's like, "Oh my god, it's him. It's not, but it wasn't it was not him. It wasn't him. It was it was it was a fake. It was not the Fiend."
2: But it was the reference back to the Fiend oh, yeah. that we have the Fun House and the Fiend. And what was really cool was apparently the characters that appeared in this were in the crowd throughout the night. Like you could see, I think it was the Fiend. You could see during the Finn Edge match when they're going through the crowd and they're going up the steps you see the fiend for like a split second and nice. then they ne- you never see it again nice. but they had like i think the rabbit was in the crowd and i think the i think huskus was in the crowd and they were like taking pictures of people and stuff but you had them circulating through the crowd but you had them all there with the with the references and then we get a creepy video montage where basically we had a little box not quite a check in the box but it was a little box with moss and stuff draped over it and a door and we cut to the funhouse
0: the, the, a creepy version of the, the funhouse music rewinding and everything and sort of playing it, and all that stuff
2: what it was was it's the, the, basically because the fun house has been abandoned. Alexa hasn't been there. Bray has been gone. It's covered in dust and cobwebs. There are the puppets all abandoned exactly where they got left. Yep. The last time he was there, which was just a beautiful touch. Um, And you cut to the TV and you had like the disjointed funhouse song playing or speeding up and slowing down and rewinding and cutting in and out and just generally having problems where it's almost like it's, it's coming back. Right, because you get the sense that when you cut to it, it's been silent for 18 months, in there, and nothing's been going on. And now all of a sudden, there's sparks of life. Yep. Coming I mean, back to the funhouse. And the TV in the funhouse cuts on, and we get an eerie figure in a mask from, like, what, what was it, Black Phone Call? It's kind of remis- reminiscent of that. Not sure. I, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's a movie that just came out. On Amazon, and the mask is incredibly reminiscent of that. And it's a figure in the mask with all sorts of effects over it going, Well, who killed the world? You did. We did. And we cut back to the room, and there's a bright light.
0: Bright blue light.
2: Bright blue right, which some people say links back to Brody. It could.
0: It could. It, it probably did because it was a thing. There were a couple yeah. Brody references. There were a couple of Brody references. The Abbey mask apparently was a. Brody reference, because it was uh, his mask, apparently, from the uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, for Abby, which was a nice touch.
2: hmm But the door kicks open.
0: The 4 door has been
2: opened. And smoke oh. spills out from the lit room, and you don't see anybody in the light. The fans start chanting, holy shit, right? And then all of a sudden...
0: You see a step
2: forward. You see a lantern. And the crowd pops. And we see the masked figure step through the door. Slowly. Slowly. The mask comes off. And after no, eight. Hold on. Be-
0: before, the, before you go there, right? Just him stepping out, wearing the mask, the fans went,
2: oh my god, it's Bray
0: Wyatt. Holy shit.
2: Oh yeah, the reaction was just amazing because you felt the swell. Like, I think it was Taker in one of the... Interviews that he did, he talked about like basically the swell that happens yeah. before something big occurs. You know, it happened in this moment. You
0: knew you were about this. You, you got the moment. He's there. He's standing there. He's holding his lantern again. He's finally here. And it's like this is a creepy version of Bray Wyatt. So we get this whatever it is with this new mask, and then
2: the mask comes off, and there he is. I'll see all his glory. <laughs>
0: That was what they call a goosebumps moment.
2: That was, it was so cool to watch because it's like, he just takes it off and God bless him for being able to keep a straight face because the crowd, the crowd reaction when that mask came off was an eruption. The, the roof went off that building multiple times. But when he finally revealed himself...
0: I saw the roof flying. I was on the road. I saw it fly. It was in the air.
2: <laughs> you saw that it just pop up, yeah, but just... it was just, that is a pop. That is a moment. And it was so skillfully crafted. And he just takes it in. And then he looks at the camera and he goes, I'm here. And he blows out the lantern. And that's all you see.
0: Which they re-edited, <laughs> which was good.
2: Yeah, because you couldn't hear him. They didn't get the mic up fast enough, so you just see him say it, and then it cuts out. But that's but the crowd was also exceptionally loud, because that's all you could hear was the crowd. They were just chanting for him. Everybody was losing their minds. It's like, oh my god, he's back. Oh my god, he's finally here. Hunter delivered. And this, me, this moment delivered on every, every level. Yes, it did. It was perfect. The only problem with it was Michael Cole going early.
0: That was the only issue I had with it. Everything everything else was perfect.
2: Like, just the complete... All the clues leading up to this, the reveal at the end, because you're literally watching the entire pay-per-view going, when are they going to do it? When are they going to do it? And we got to the fight pit, and it's like, oh my god, are they going to do it at the end? Or are they not going to do it? Like, it was at the teasers, and that's it. Oh shit, are they going to do it tonight? And then, when when they saved it for the end, which is really incredibly smart, because everybody else got to get their stuff in, and they didn't have that Bray Wyatt return hanging over their heads is literally you close the show with Bray Wyatt so everybody tunes into Monday Night Raw on Monday night because it's like oh my god he's back what's gonna happen and then they put his ass on Friday nights Hunter! 18 months I am thirsty I am parched 18 months you have righted a wrong and we are all very thankful that you righted a wrong but I grow drinking on Friday night this is rude how dare you I don't think he's gonna be stuck permanently on Fridays, I think he's going to kind of sort of bounce back and forth, but he's a SmackDown guy for the moment.
0: He's a SmackDown guy. So Lindsay sent me a message at 940-something morning. He's like, did you see? He's like, I haven't turned on Skype yet. So at I I, I I turn on Skype, and I, I show the picture. I'm watching the show. You're seeing it. You're seeing it now. <laughs>
2: I was so I was just so excited because for me this is something that and I've been made no secret about the fact that when Bray got fired it broke my heart. It did. And it was something that I I have had a very very hard time investing in WWE's product ever since and my biggest hesitancy has really been to fall in love with anyone because to me And this is stupid, but to me, part of what makes wrestling fun is that you sort of have a love affair with wrestling, whether it's an individual character, whether it's a company, whether it's a storyline, whether it's something that brings you in. It's a love of something or a curiosity of something that brings you in. And I had my love affair with wrestling was Bray Wyatt, and that's what attracted me to WWE. That's what made me want to watch every week was what was he going to do next. And with that gone, it was like, I can't fall in love with anybody else because it's like I would I would start to get interested in someone else and then they would get fired. And that would just that was the process for a while. And it's like, well, fuck, why am I going to invest in anybody if they're just going to get rid of them or they're going to stop pushing them or they're not going to do anything with them? And that's what happened. And so the fact that he's he's back is a good sign um, this has been a very highly anticipated return. This is one of the returns that everybody has been talking about from when Hunter took over the company from a creative standpoint of how long is it going to take him to get Bray back? A lot of people thought it was going to be instant. They did not do that. They waited, which I think is incredibly smart because I think they gauged the reaction a little bit. And I think they put some intentional teasers out there just to see how people feel about Bray. And it's very clear that Bray is wanted. We want Bray Wyatt back. Bring him back. He's not under any contract anywhere else. He hasn't done anything in 18 months that we know of. You know, he's been off doing Bray Wyatt things out in the universe, getting septum rings and whatnot. Um, him and Braun got matching ones. Um, yeah, him and Braun got matching nose rings. <laughs> um, very romantic. <laughs> yeah. So. But. Go ahead. But they let it breathe. They they saved it for the right moment where it would have the biggest impact and it would have the most people talking about it. And it's just this is this is how you do a return. This is how you re-debut someone is you. And the fact that they did all of this without a single public acknowledgement from the company outside of Hunter on SmackDown right before Extreme Rules. Which was great, by the way. Which was fantastic. But you had no acknowledgement from the announcers. You had no acknowledgement really outside of the couple's social posts. You didn't really have Hunter saying anything. You had nobody saying really anything about the white rabbit. And I keep I keep saying this, but it's it's a secret It was a secret message between the person that's doing the White Rabbit and the audience. And it's this little fourth wall break that's sort of happening between the two, where it's they throw the the um, barcodes up and people would go looking and people would start scouring the internet and people would be looking for stuff like people was looking were looking in Simpsons episodes, and they were looking at obscure record stores in Corbin, Kentucky, and they're looking at all these you know at like map coordinates and all kinds of other things that they put into these teasers because it was a giant scavenger hunt. WWE did something, achieved something with this that. I don't know if any other company could have pulled off. They like m- for real.
0: They made a groundswell movement of hey, this is what we're doing. This is you, you know. Everyone compares it to CM Punk, and that that hasn't. This was completely different in 100% of different ways. The CM Punk rumor of a return got started on the internet by the news breaking saying CM Punk is returning, so this gave AEW a green light to basically say, here are some keys to the clues of... You know, mentioning CM Punk without mentioning CM Punk, whether and you know, the first dance would be as in Chicago on that the second rampage. But everyone knew what was already happening because it was broken on the internet by Sean Rossap of Fightful.com dot com, where CM Punk is in talks with it, with AEW to return. Like we, the contract news was out there. There was news that Bray Wyatt is coming back. Everyone was like, it was in the atmosphere. I think Fightful had it as well. Like they, they there was interest there was gauging it but wwe started it with here's a song in the, uh, between uh, between matches on a house show then it became qr codes and then it's like everyone knew it's bray wyatt but it became a hunt of is it truly him is it and then by friday right before smack right the, the final smackdown it's like everyone has already made up the clues right we all know where this is going and then they, they play the last teaser let me in, 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 let me in. it's like, okay. Now everyone, if you weren't clued in before, now you're clued in. You know what's happening in Extreme Rules. You know he's coming right after that. So it's like, here's all the mini teasers, and then here's the big one. Let me in, let me in, let me in. And boom. CM Punk was completely different. He It was an internet story only. This one was on television. It was deliberate. It was good. It was a good use of social marketing because it was that's what it was. It was social marketing as far as because what WWE's approach to, to things are is social engagement, right? hmm They want you to, they want to take the television product and translate it into YouTube content, TikTok content, Twitter content and everything like that. And get people talking about the product in a positive way. And using social media and, and, and all the influences it has it will grow an audience and, and the groundswell will appear. And this is this social marketing campaign of the White Rabbit work. And it was very simple of fans showing video of, of being in the building, of the red light appearing and, and the crowd erupting. It's like, that's cool. The QR codes, you, ever, you mentioned looking everything up and finding different things and everyone playing along with it. It was wasn't people going, "Oh my god, this is so stupid. This is so dumb. This is a terrible storyline." It's like it's not a storyline. It was marketing 101 and they nailed it.
2: It was something that it was it was a silent acknowledgment from WWE that their fans are smarter than what we've really been given credit for in the past it was the acknowledgement from wwe that they know that we are going to go out and we are going to look for this shit and people are going to pick it apart and people are going to try to spoil it and people are going to try to do all kinds of things like you have people going down into source codes of web pages like they got that cheeky with it that they put little hints and teasers of somebody else it could be somebody else may not be Bray Wyatt. It could be Aleister Black. It could be Joe Gacy. It could be Edge. It could be Randy Orton. It could be this person. It could be that person. Like, you didn't know who it was. Even though all the signs pointed to Bray, they put that little question of doubt. But it was like, it was that silent acknowledgement from WWE that, yes, we know you're going to look at this. So we're going to make you work for it. And it's brilliant. Like, it's just, it's so incredible incredibly brilliant because every week twice a week everybody was talking about the white rabbit and how they started it just so innocuously at like a show where they i think it was a class at clash at the castle or directly after clash at the castle
0: it was one of the first house shows afterwards
2: they just they played the song yep. with the red lights and that's all they did mm-hmm. and that's all it was and nobody knew what it was and then very gradually they started to started doing the thing on tv and playing the song not on tv like just for the fans in attendance and it was just i have to applaud them for it 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 may be one of the most perfect returns i've ever seen in professional wrestling like it's just it was creative it was different we got a story with it and it leaves you with more questions than answers namely what is bray wyatt doing here and what does he want Because we got the reference back to the funhouse. We got the reference back to the past. But he's not going back. He's moving forward. And I keep saying this, but in my opinion, with the handcuffs off, because that was always the problem with Bray, was that he's incredibly creative, but he didn't get his own way. Vince was kind of there holding him back with good reason in some cases. Now Hunter's in charge. The handcuffs have come off. He has the guy that they just hired to sort of help guide him. But ultimately, I feel like all of Bray's creative is going to come down to Bray. Hunter and the other guy are just going to kind of steer and basically like, well, what do you think of this feud? What do you think of this feud? And then everything else in terms of like the character, the promos, everything is going to come down to Bray. And what he's really capable of doing. Like, the training wheels are going to come off. I have a funny feeling the handcuffs are going to come off. And we're about to get the Bray Wyatt that we were always meant to have but never got because due to limitations put on him by other people now when number tunda can really show what he's made of and we can actually see how creative he actually is which if the funhouse is any indication and the fiend is any indication and what hunter's comments are any indication we're about to see something we've never seen before which is very on brand for him and i'm excited to see it i want to hear the promo I want to hear him cut a promo where it's not scripted well his and I will his, see his, it on Saturday on YouTube because they're putting him on Friday night
0: I'm am gonna, gonna correct that his scripted him him his his words of the script
2: yeah like it's basically they give him bullet points they give him a microphone and they give him 10 minutes and they say go. That's, that's what I want. And I think to a certain extent, it's not going to be that different, because I think Bray did have input into his promos in the past, like he worked with the writing team, and they would write it in his voice. And he would sort of help them with that. But now it's he can, he can do him. Mm -hmm. And he can do all the things he wants to do. And I just I think we're all very excited to see it because part of what they have to explain, because they've already acknowledged that WrestleMania happened. They've already acknowledged that the burned Fiend happened, that the Fiend is essentially gone based or at least present in Bray's mind Um, based on what he said on Monday night, which is that, you know, he always thought that he would be trapped in the prison in his mind. And now he's free. The Fiend is a part of that prison the fun house is part of that prison it was the prison in his mind and now he's free of that um man i can't wait i can't wait to hear how he explains it mm-hmm. if they explain it because they have to do something they basically have to he have will pray, he, he will catch,
0: he'll catch you up on where he is and what what's next in his yep. own way whether they explain everything or not we'll see he will he will make up again they hired the dude from marvel to long-term story They'll, they'll figure out the, the backstory.
2: Honestly, I just kind of want him to be like, y'all thought you could get rid of me, huh? I'm here. I'm here. I'm back. Miss me? But I guess I, I can't wait for that first promo and just to hear him talk again. I know I can go back and watch it on YouTube in terms of all this old stuff, but it's not the same.
0: You gotta get, It's new stuff. You got to get it. And we're going to get it tomorrow because he's on SmackDown tomorrow. Probably kicking off the show. such such as life
2: such as life well if he's on the start of smackdown that'll be good because then i can just watch it real quick on saturday morning um but yeah i mean like i said at the top of the show or the top of the review extreme rules was exceptionally good the return was absolute perfection i i can't say really anything bad about it at all I just, the way that, cause I feel like we both got what we wanted out of the return where I got the story and then he just walked out. Yeah. Because it was, it was complicated, yet it was incredibly simple. The effort that was made for it was just, phenomenal the fact that they're continuing the effort afterwards is even better because that was like my one thing is like oh i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss watching for like the barcodes and watching for the little things and they still did them so it's like okay cool awesome so he's still he's still sending us messages and they're still going unacknowledged which again thank you very much wwe it's What's going to happen with the White Rabbit this week? Where's the barcode? Oh my God, there it is. There it is. Don't miss it. It's no, it's a, it's basically somebody, somebody on the internet's going to see it. Somebody's going to put it out on Twitter and then we're all going to go look for it. <laughs> That's how it worked. And they acknowledge that and they're like, okay, you know, all right. If you see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. It's fine. It's okay. It is okay. But I think that does it for us unless you have any other thoughts. No, I think we're good. Alright, so you got stuff to plug. Plug away.
0: Saturday night, midnight dish, another edition of CB Radio. Before that, the, uh,
2: Fortnite with friends, probably
0: about 10.30-ish. 10, 10.30, whenever we get our shit together. Sunday night, there's no WTR Sunday night because Brent wanted a night off. Monday night is the Raw post Show, 11pm Eastern. We'll be back next Thursday night, 10pm Eastern, for another edition of The Rack I think we're talking Holo- we're previewing uh, Halloween Havoc I think that's next week I think we're at least going to talk about it a little bit yeah I think that's the idea next week I don't have the, the sheet in front of me but I think that's what we're doing anyway that's next Thursday night 10pm Eastern it's The Rack Rock Radio Show on all social media platforms we're going to get the podcast on a podcast your Amazon Music you, you name it just search The Rack Radio Show coming soon will be The Rack Extra Reviews PGA Tour 2K23 that'll probably be a week or so away Got I want to play some more of it and there's a book review um, coming as well once I dive into all 500 pages so content it's coming is <laughs> that Wild Talk Radio on Twitter it's facebook.com slash Network. If you have that Amazon Prime make it to your Twitch account called Prime Gaming Support channel by clicking the purple rectangular button below the screen, you can use critical code RocketSock. Or
2: Lynn's M Ward in
0: the Fortnite item shop. We're Epic Game Store. When you buy your Fortnite skins or your Primo Jams because the banner flips tomorrow. Why?
2: We are hashtag EpicPartners. You follow me on most of the social medias at Linsward, You can follow me on Twitch twitch.tv/lensward, Same as the Twitter I will not be live tomorrow but Saturday we go live with the new banners and the new events and all the things so come check it out hang out we'll have a good time Genshin Impact all the things You can also check out my YouTube channel lensward.rockradioshow.com or just look for lensward on the YouTubes and while you're on YouTube go to mbgfilms youtube.com mbg1211 for all of Matt's fantastic content So, for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to Rock right here on WallTalkRadio.com and we will be back next week. Till then. Bye!
0: Wild Talk Radio Network.